Hey everyone, Bob WP here, episode 69, and we are doing the woo with my illustrious co-host, Mendel Curlin. Mendel, how are you doing? Illustrious. Wow. That is, uh, you're hamming it up this week. I like it, Bob. Um, I'm doing doing great. It's real, real hot here, but um, you know, I'm making do in the AC. So uh, how are how are you? Good, good. It's a um, nice mellow temperatures here. I was going to ask you, is your are you looking forward to the summer winding down? But I imagine you'll have some heat for a while there. I am looking forward to it winding down because uh, I tried to grow a garden and nothing's growing in this heat. So I'm excited to get some some things in the ground for the fall. I know that's super exciting. Everybody tune in just to listen to Mendel gardening. <laughs> I think we'll, um, yeah, we'll revisit that in a couple months and see how that's going. <laughs> anyway, well, we have a great guest as usual, but before I dive into that, let me just give a quick shout out to our sponsors, WooCommerce.com. I uh, don't know if you've looked at their Woo payments. It's an option. It's actually through Stripe, but it's a, another gateway option that you can use on your WooCommerce shop. Check out WC.com, replaces your WooCommerce checkout. And surprisingly, it works with all WordPress themes. So that's always an issue or something you've got to think about. And GoWP.com. What's cool about them is they have these maintenance plans that include what's called a visual validator plugin updater. That sounds really fancy. It keeps you on top of things that go sideways with your plugins when you do those updates, which is always good to know. Well, the thing I like about Twitter and all the people I've met through Twitter and through WordCamps is I never know somebody that I know that does a woo. You know, they... I, I kind of dig in and I find out, oh, yeah, we do quite a bit with WooCommerce, actually. And I was not aware of that. And that is why I'm bringing on our guest today, Shannon Schaefer. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Shannon, we always start with how do you do the Woo? Um, so I actually own a agency, a small agency um, outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, and we uh, we actually do the woo with membership sites. So we specialize in uh, in creating membership sites for uh, mid sized companies and professional associations like lawyers, doctors, that kind of thing. Um, my journey there is long and crazy, but. Uh, uh, we actually have been doing membership sites for about five years and just actually started using Woo um, a little over a year ago. Uh, switched all of our all of our tech to Woo and uh, we we are really loving it. So um, it was a good change. So how did you get into WordPress? So that's the crazy story. I started in 2006. Um, I was an OG mom blogger. Um, I started... Uh, I had a job that I didn't love and uh, I just started writing um, on I just one day. I was like, oh, I'm just going to start this online thing and started writing online and then realized, hey, I can make money doing this. And so uh, I spent uh, seven years uh, having multiple blogs with uh, millions of views and learned all the things totally self-taught, you know, um, because 
that's what WordPress does to you. Um, so, uh, and at the end of, after the end of seven years, I was like, I don't know that I want to continue to do this. Ended up selling and uh, to a media company, sold my, my blog network, and then uh, decided that I was going to help other entrepreneurs uh, who faced some of the challenges, you know, when they were getting online. Um, and that's, that's how Purple Finch Studios started uh, back in 2014, um, as really a way to help other entrepreneurs. Um, if you look at our website, we're 100% geared toward people who probably originally started out doing all their website stuff themselves, and then they kind of grew, and they still think their website is their baby, and they want to be in the back end of WordPress because they don't trust developers. And, you know, that's where I come in. I'm not a developer. Um, I am... I can do stuff, but it's really bad. You don't want me to. Um, so, so I, but I know enough that I'm able to develop or speak and also, you know, talk to the customer in a way that they trust us. So uh, that's the evolution of in, in like one minute of, you know, a 14 year history of, of my background. So 14 years, it, gosh, that sounds like a long time. I always have to laugh when people say, uh, well, I just run a small agency because there's nothing small about running your own business right like it's it's all all consuming for you and and probably you know if you have partners and and stuff like that um yeah i mean but when you have 10 employees you're a small business yeah um so that's what i mean um that we're small in the world of uh you know in the world of businesses yeah yeah totally so i i i've been curious i i often wonder what's in a name oh (laughs) Um, but, but in this case, I'm really curious why the purple finch? Basically, uh, I also shoot photography and, um, I had a mentor who, uh, set me out on this journey to become a really good photographer who could shoot anything. And in that journey, one of the things that, uh, she taught me is that if you have the patience to shoot something small and fast. Um, and not with a gun, but with a camera, um, if you can shoot something small and fast and get it in focus, you can shoot anything. So, uh, I picked a purple finch. Um, so it was a really long journey. So I eventually, I can shoot a purple finch there. I don't know if you know what they are, but they're really tiny birds and they're really fast and they're skittish. And so purple finch actually represents a journey of, learning how to do something and taking the time and doing it well and um, not being about, you know, just doing it halfway. Cause that's, that's something that we really pride ourselves on is that we're just not going to slap up a website. We think about the entire process from the, you know, the user journey all the way to, you know, what we're using in the back end. So, um, and I will tell you that every single person who I have a meeting with asked me that question, and it is a wonderful icebreaker. So there you go. So it's that's so I have a big. Uh, it's usually in my office here, but we're moving. So normally I have a picture of the first purple finch that I actually captured on a canvas behind me. So and I I appreciate the story even more because. Um... It, it kind of truly embodies um, what it seems like your journey has been to this point, right? And uh, I, I can't say the same about everybody's choice and names, right? Sometimes people are just like, ah, I don't know, it sounded cool. Um, so, yeah. So sure. Or they say, you know, I'm just going to put WP at the end of my first name. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> and I won't, I won't actually waste time um, telling this story, but our previous business to this 
we were called Cat's Eye Marketing. And there is a story behind that name. And as Shannon said, it's a great icebreaker because we had people asking all the time, like, what's this got to do with anything, you know? So, and I've had a few people tell me that my, I had one guy tell me that my name was really elementary and probably that I wouldn't be able to be successful. And I just was said, Oh, if I have to stay being a seven figure company, I'm cool with that, you know? So, okay. (laughs) You know, so uh, I've had people make those kind of comments and uh, it's, it's like, that's fine. It's not for everybody. And I understand that. So I can relate to that because we used to be told that that doesn't tell me anything about your business. Yeah. Well, you just asked about it though. Yeah. Listen, there's there's a uh, there's a mattress company called Purple, right? Yeah. Um, and if they can become a, a gargantuan company with a word that has probably zero meaning, um, you with with three words that has a super deep meaning, I uh, uh, forget forget that person who said you couldn't do it because I think you're doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to like it, but it it means something to me. And it's always, it's just a reminder that nothing happens overnight, you know? So that's really what it comes down to. And we don't have to do things. Everything's a journey. And whether it's your business, whether it's your personal life, uh, there's a journey behind everything. So it's just, so there you go. Bob, I have one more question for Shannon right now, and then I'll, I'll get off the mic and let you ask her, but I'm super curious about this. So You've done a bunch of things, a bunch of creative things uh, in your life. And I'm curious how, so you you grew a blog network, that is notable. Um, and then you started this agency. Well, you became a photographer, that is notable. And, um, and I'm sure there's a million other things in between. And then you started this agency. And the, uh, like, I would guess that you probably started it with either just yourself or yourself and and one or two other people. So how did you start? And then how did you scale from one to 10? Because there are a lot of people in this space that have no clue how to get past, hey, I'm just making money for myself. Right. Um, and I don't know how to actually build something bigger than a sole proprietorship or a partnership. So in my in my first career before this, um, I, you know, worked in the corporate world and did a lot of that stuff. So I was fortunate coming into, um, when I started the blog network, I, I hired early and often, right. So, um, it, it taught me, in fact, I I lie, I waited too long in the blog network in this company. When I first started, I learned lots of lessons about waiting too long. In this company with PFS, I hired early. So it was just me. But before I even had work for a developer to do, I hired a developer. And then he was part time with me. And then um, about four months in, I think we had two gigs. Um, I met a developer. We immediately clicked. And I'm like, hey, I don't have enough work for you but do you want to come work for me? And I just figured out how to make it work. So I just constantly tried to stay ahead of, um, I'm a really numbers driven person. So if the numbers tell me that 
we need the next person. Even if my gut and my heart and my emotions are like, oh, I want to spend money. The numbers will always tell me when it's time to hire somebody else. And I think that that's the lesson that I learned is that you have to hire early and often to be successful. And I mean, now we're at a point where I don't wish to grow anymore. So it's it's a little bit different. But um, I think that's, that's what it was. Uh, by the first summer after we started, I had three employees and I couldn't afford a single one. Um, if I, if I would have, you know, mentally said, oh, I need to be making money right now for myself. So well, explain that because you're doing demand gen at the same time that you're hiring essentially dead weight. Right. Um, yes. and most people would say, oh, well, you know, do the demand gen, get the business. And then you hire the person really quickly to, to fill the demand. You seem to be doing it backwards. So how'd that work? Well, I think, I think, I think the key of it is too, though, but that, so if you can do the work yourself, yeah, do it. Right. Like if you're able to, so if I got a job that I would not be able to fulfill with my own skill set, that would be, you know, bad. So if you're looking at somebody who's running an agency and they're not, you know, they're not a developer or an engineer and you are more on the creative side of things, I think that not having um, uh, a pipeline of people that can do the work is scary. So I've seen that happen. And I've seen like people say, yeah, yeah, I got this. We can do this. And then they don't have somebody or they hire somebody unknown to them. And then they are delivering an inferior product. Um, I'm a little bit crazy about making sure that what I'm delivering is, is, is not just meeting the goals, but like over, uh, over meeting, over delivering on every project. So I was fortunate that I sold a company prior to starting this one. So I, I was able to, you know, use some of that cash to be able to put it into this one. So it's a unique scenario. Um, but I, I don't feel like I was in a position to sell a job and then figure out how I was going to get it done. For me, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, uh, the funny story is how I ended up using WooCommerce is, is that um, I I had a job come in from a, a very large company and it was something that I um, didn't think that we could do because of the plugins that we were previously using for our membership sites. And uh, it was actually Chris Lemma who <laughs> sitting at Jennifer Bourne's kitchen, he's like, you can do this. He goes, what are you, why are you, why are you not doing this? So I went out and hired a developer who, new WooCommerce, right? And she's a rock star at it. And so once I had her on my team, we like in one year went from doing, you know, just an occasional to almost everything that we're putting out and not just, you know, small little builds. So I don't know, I don't have a good answer how to help anybody else. But that was what worked for me is making sure that I knew how I was going to be able to deliver. Um, so kind of follows this trend of being prepared and also making that pivot and not sitting there and going, Oh, WooCommerce is so cool. How can I get into it? It's like, I see the demand right now. I'm moving ahead. I'm getting a developer in here and, and going for it. Well, I tweeted uh, last year that I thought WooCommerce was the boogeyman for so long um, because I'm not understanding how it worked. And as soon as we, we started moving forward with this, I was like, Shannon, you've been wasting time because we were building these membership sites with these plugins that were really designed for learning or designed for something that we or didn't do what our clients needed. And 
who knew that WooCommerce was the solution that was sitting in front of my face the whole time, but I was just too afraid to look at it. So somebody else had to tell me that, hey, not only is this the solution, you're more than capable of doing it. So sometimes fear, I think just, uh, you know, we make these things, we make a little tiny thing into this big monster. And for me, like literally for three years, WooCommerce was this monster. So where does, where does that come from? Because you seem bold, bolder than um, a lot of people I know. They're trying to do their own thing. You, uh, you, like you said, you've, you've been in corporate America. You've built things. You've sold things. Um, what, do you think, what do you think kind of generates that, that, oh, my God, can I do this? Can I not do that? Because it's something that a lot of people have. Um, I, th- I think just it's human nature, right, to question your ability. Sometimes we have this for a long time because I, you know, getting really personal because I'm not a developer and being, and I'm also a woman, um, spending time in the space, uh, you know, I'd be at WordCamps and things like that and feel really like imposter syndrome, syndrome like I'm not, I shouldn't be here. Um, but then I think I think you get to a point where you have all these things that you think that you can't do that it just starts to hold you back. Um, and I think imposter syndrome is a big is a big problem. I started learning as I was digging deeper and really talking with people that a lot of these people just are taking risks, just like me, right? They they try something, it doesn't work. They try something else, and uh, WooCommerce specifically. I think I listened to a lot of other people's opinions about it who knew nothing about it. You know, they were like, oh, you don't want to do that. You know, do do Shopify or or do, you know, I won't knock any other plugins or anything. So do this plugin or that plugin and accept what the plugin. We were taking a plugin and essentially totally modifying it. It was silly. Like we were doing um, so much stuff to make it work. And I'm like, why are we doing this? And so we've simplified our processes um, so that that fear held me back from from moving forward with that. I, I don't getting over it um, for me has just come with age. Um, I just think that I, I, honestly, um, you know, I was I was telling Bob that I just sent my son off to college, and uh, when I left him, I was like, you know, do try everything once, you know, just try it. I mean, almost everything. <laughs> try try everything once because. Otherwise, you have regrets, right? So um, I think that's where I'm at in my life is that I'm going to try everything. And we we never built a membership site uh, in WooCommerce before this. If I told you the brand, you'd recognize it. It's that big. And like I said, uh, Chris was like, you can do this, you know? So, um, and once we got started, we never looked back. This episode is brought to you by GoWP, your partner to help you sell maintenance programs to your clients while growing your business. Now, your expertise in designer development should not be weighed down with shop maintenance. And the best solution is to hand off that low-value work that can often eat up your days. Making sure your client's sites are healthy and up-to-date is critical. We all know that. And their white label service provides you with their engineers and developers as an extension to your team. And that even extends to their knowledge base. It's filled with pricing page templates, lead magnets, and maintenance plan documentation that you can edit and use yourself. Topping that off is a content edit request service. From experience, I know that any Woo shop, their success is based on fresh and up-to-date content. Often it gets overlooked, it gets neglected, 
Well, GoWP has a service that will cover that for your clients and for your agency. Personally, I know that you will not regret extending your services through GoWP and leaving your clients in safe and comfortable hands. I suggest you head on over to GoWP and sign up for their free partner account. That's GoWP.com. Now let's head back to the show. Kind of on that same line of thought, what was the appeal of WooCommerce once you got over that barrier, Chris pushed you into it, and you? what was the one thing that stood out that you thought, okay, I'm, I'm not locked in necessarily, but this is, this is worth going down this track? I think it's the flexibility. Um, if I look at the applications that we've used it for over the last 12 months on the various sites, they're all very different. But how we do it is the same. You know, um, it's it's just uh, not locked into how somebody else's. I'm I'm pretty unique in how I like things to work because I'm constantly thinking about the user. And when you use a plugin that's developed by somebody else, you are basically having to follow their user journey, their user flow, what they think is important to the user. Well, I I like to put what I think is important to the user into the site. So when I we just did uh, environmental medicine doctors, so there's an association of doctors and how they think is very different than the group of school teachers that we help build a platform for because what they need and what they want to see are totally different. But when I'm using a plugin that's out of the box, they both have to be the same, right? Um, So I just like the flexibility of being able to, um, you know, there's a couple... There's a couple plugins that we, you know, have kind of fell in love with that make it really easy to do everything that we uh, want to do. But again, WooCommerce has allowed us just to do anything, you know. So um, I was afraid to move away from somebody else's somebody else's product that I knew worked really well and do something totally custom. Now, now we're just doing it. So. So now that you're doing memberships with WooCommerce and before that you were, of course, doing membership sites using WordPress, do you find that most of your clients, and it sounds like that from what you shared with us as far as the industries you work with, that most of your clients are not existing WooCommerce store shop owners coming to you for a membership site or people are coming directly to you for a membership site? Right. And what we're able to do is, so for example, that particular, uh, the particular client that I mentioned, they had a membership site that was on some, you know, platform, and then they were selling webinars as a digital product on another platform. And then they had like their, uh, you know, their goods on another platform, three things to manage. So we now have their membership sites, their webinars, and they can sell their little tchotchke stuff. Um, for their members all in the same in the same place. So, um, you know, that works. And a lot of them are doing that. We have a fitness client who sells fitness gear, but she also has a membership site where she does videos and training. So again, it was the membership site was on one platform and then she was using like Shopify to, to sell her goods and we can just bring it all into the same spot. So um, no sense in having your members go out to another site to to buy your your five products, you know, that you, that you offer. So <laughs> it's very common. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm curious as a part of the building process, how, how you vet plugins or how you vet new plugins, because this is, man, if I had, if I had a dollar for every time I see posted in a Facebook 
group or a forum or something like that. What's the best plugin for this or what's the best plugin for that? What how do you how do you figure that out? What do you use a standard process or something like that? Or so honestly, um, this is gonna be an odd answer, but most of the plugins are from people that I've met and talk to and have relationships with like we uh you know uh becca rice um you know she introduced me to skyverge and their plugins and you know lots of conversations um prior to that you know we were strictly member press with you know blair so just communicating and talking to them we don't really use a lot of plugins but we were we were really tied to we were tied to uh, our uh, membership plugin for a long time, um, and not that it's bad. It's it's good. It's just is limited to allow a client to be able to have three of their different types of offerings on the same website in the same platform. So that, and a lot of our clients, like I said, going back to what I said earlier, they still want to be in their websites. Um, you know, they want to be able to, you know, go in and add their webinars and and all the things. So it's, it's really good for them too, because it brings it all into one central location. Yeah. So going deeper into that then. So I, I totally get that you, you are a celebrity and you know, all of these plugin developers, <laughs> but, um, not quite. <laughs> but when, when you're talking with them, it, what's going through your mind? What are some of the questions that maybe, maybe the boxes that you're checking? Um, you might not have a, a super simple process. Maybe it's, you, you know, appreciating them and their commitment yep. to the plugin or whatever, but what, what are you thinking about when you're talking to them? Okay. So first of all, I'm not an easy sell. Um, I, I don't know if you could tell this about me, but I'm pretty feisty, um, and opinionated. So I'm not an easy sell and it usually takes multiple times to, and, and I'll tell you, we, I have, I've met people, we've tried their product and we don't like it. We don't, you know, so as I'm talking to them, I like to give them my use cases specifically, not just, uh, you know, here's a sales page for my plugin, look at it. You know, this is what it does. I like to specifically kind of dig into my use cases and how we would do something. Um, Also, obviously, longevity and documentation and you know can we can we do some of the things that we need to do i ask a lot of questions um that's why it took me so long to move to woocommerce is because i am such a skeptic um i think another thing is that i do have uh such a great team that we are able to objectively look at everything um i am not a fan of uh so i used to be a partner with a plugin company. So I partially owned a plugin company. So, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to say what, but it was a really bad plugin. So I'm jaded about, um, it was bad. Right. So, but I didn't, I didn't realize that at the time, but it opened my eyes to realize that, um, you know, while I think every plugin developer probably goes into it with good intentions that there are, good and and I don't we use the word bad, but there are good, there are great plugins. And then there's some that are just mediocre and not that good. So um, I guess my mind is, does it meet the needs? And do I feel like the person who is responsible for it actually understands the needs of not only the client, but also understands how it's going to affect the entire, my entire environment, right? So um 
I take on clients who have some themes with plugins in it that, in fact, we just had one with the the latest WordPress update, um, a nice jQuery issue. Um, they called me and they're like, ah! and I'm like, okay, relax, we'll, we'll get it fixed. In fact, I'm having a meeting with them after to tell them that we have no choice but to stop using some of their plugins. That's it's got they gotta they gotta go away. I mean, we can come up with a temporary fix, but long term, you know, there's gonna be issues. This episode is brought to you by CheckoutWC.com, a premium plugin that replaces your WooCommerce checkout page with a beautiful, responsive, and conversion-optimized design. I've heard it myself working with shop owners over the last several years. The frustration of limited options they have for the checkout page design. And I know they're eager to implement best practices and good design to maximize conversions. This is where Checkout WC steps in with a solution that helps you with reduced abandoned carts and also helps you increase sales. The best part is that it works with any WordPress theme and you won't need to struggle with configuring page builders or even messing with code. In a nutshell, it's easy to get the checkout page the way you want it to be. Head on over to checkoutwc.com and sign up for their seven-day free trial. And to top that off, drop in the promo code BOBWP and you'll get 10% off. That's checkoutwc.com. And now back to our conversation. Well, and I don't think you have to be a rock star or celebrity, as somebody uh, <clears throat> might have said. I think that that is that is a benefit of attending WordCamps and you know spending some time talking with people. Um, and I think anybody you know can do that and and really just. I think networking and communicating and also you have those people that you trust in your, you know, in your circle that say, Hey, I mean, there's times I'll ask if we're doing something, you know, what would you recommend if, you know, if I did need, let's say I needed a calendar, you know, what would I, what do you recommend? Um, so, uh, yeah, you could, you have that trusted circle of people who, you know, aren't going to steer you in the wrong direction too. Yeah. I, uh, I, I often, um, have to have to laugh, um, kind of laugh, but also uh, help people get in, into the right mindset when they think of people in the WordPress world as, you know, WordPress celebrities, because the only thing that separates um, somebody that is a celebrity like Bob WP from the rest of the world is that he's been talking longer, right? And he has more experience um, maybe building things and he's willing to give that experience freely. Um, and so when you pair, when you pair experience with, um, with real knowledge, um, and some sort of, you know, way to disseminate the information, then I think, um, then I think you're a celebrity in your own right. And so people, people can uh, do the same thing by, you know, writing every day. Um, you know, maybe you know something about that, Shannon, but, um, but yeah, you can, you can really become an expert um, <laughs> yeah. in, in in an industry by um, by just having that that rigor and um, building content and learning and growing and meeting people and um, connecting yourselves and so I think that's really all that um, you know stands stands between celebrity dumb and uh, 
and just the average folks going to to word camps. In fact, there are a million things talking to people that um, are fairly unknown in the WordPress world that um, that teach things to everybody every day. You know, um, in some ways, maybe uh, they do more at their local meetups and things like that to help to help each other out. So um, I think it's super important to um, to kind of punctuate that fact that you know, when you're at a WordCamp meeting these people that, that, uh, that you're right, that doesn't make you a celebrity. Um, it, it just makes you somebody that is going out there and, and looking for resources and help and, and finding it. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, if, if I could, is that, um, I think a lot of people go into these situations guarded, believing that we're competition, you know, why am I going to go to my local meetup and give away all my secrets to the agency that's right down the street. And I can tell you that the thing that has the one thing that I think has helped me the most is being an open book and sharing openly with others. And you know what happens? They're like, oh, okay, this this chick's willing to convert, you know, tell me anything. We have can have conversation. And then all of a sudden they become an open book and you really become um one of my closest friends I've met at uh, you know, a WordPress event. And she and I, the first night that we were there, we sat and basically we do the exact same thing. We gave away to each other uh, over, uh, we said, we call it tears and tequila because that's really what it was. We both cried and had tequila and I don't know if we really had tequila, but we were drinking (laughs) and we just uh, let, let down our guard and really shared all the struggles that we both were having um, in our businesses. And all of a sudden we've, in the last three years, we are each other's business support network. There's not a thing that I don't know about her business and vice versa. So I think that is part of the key too, is when you go to these events, you can't just take, you have to be willing to give. And if you're willing to give, you would be surprised how many people are willing to give back to you. Even the celebrities, the real celebrities of the WordPress space, um, they are willing to, and, and that's how I feel. I feel like, how did I get so lucky that I have people who I call my friends that have, you know, all this knowledge and all these skills. Um, I feel extremely blessed that um, I I can, you know, I did have Chris to push me off the ledge. And you know, you both know that he's one of the, he's like the epitome of what happens um, when you, you let somebody, you know, in and, and let, and they, they're willing to give everything. So I think it has to be, you have to be willing to share and, um, um, I feel like I have a lot to offer, uh, especially for me. Um, the rest of the world can't see me, but you guys can. I feel like I have a lot to offer. And I try to talk with um, young Black women because that's really important to me um, and being able to be open and if they need anything to help pull them up. Um, so I love that the that I have made all these friends um, in this community who have all helped to shape my business. So um, that was just a, I just made a hallmark. <laughs> that was a hallmark trailer for you. <laughs> yeah, we need more hallmark moments on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going to cry, but, but I could cry. But seriously, um, yeah, so. That's awesome. I, I, uh, I love, I love the diversity of your journey um, as, as you've found like you've built muscles in different places. And I think that that's, 
super inspiring too, because a lot of people, you know, they're, they're looking to get into web development or they're looking to change industries in their, their own, um, their, their own career, you know, going from, uh, you know, tech to non-tech or going from, you know, property management to computer engineer and, um, and, and people not understanding how to make those shifts. And so I, I guess, um, one of my last questions is kind of, how did how did you how did you come across these different kind of diverse platforms or diverse ways of of doing business and and how did you make those transitions um so when i was 30 i decided that you know i didn't want to be in the corporate marketing and finance world anymore um and uh I just felt like I wanted to do something different. And when I started with WordPress and writing, I wrote about what I knew, right? So um, even though I got online and it was in, it was the wild, wild west of, of the internet at that time, you know, basically you just were, did what you could do. Um, I just, I just thought, Hey, there has to be something that I can do in this space. It's so new. And I still think when I look at the opportunities that are in the, I'll use the online world, I still think we're in our infancy of what is going to be able to be done. And I think you just have to um, be willing to, again, take that risk. So for me, I just stayed with something that I was comfortable with. I started writing about money um, online. And in that process, I needed to learn WordPress. And then I started learning more and more and more. And I was like, oh, you know what? I really like this whole taking my marketing skills and bringing them online. Um, So, and I had to learn, I was forced to learn, um, you know, how to use WordPress. If I define myself, I'm a WordPress super user, right? That's, that's how I would always define myself. And so that, that skill set just became, oh, how can I use my skills? Yes, I'm in this space. I own an agency. But I don't think you have to think of the, we think of who owns agencies, who who creates websites. It's developers, designers, right? People with that brown, background. I think you have to think outside of the box of, hey, how could I do this and incorporate something that I love, you know? And that's where it went back to hiring often and early is that I was able to bring in the people who were able to make my visions uh, the reality, right? So I think being willing to be uncomfortable um, taking those risks, but you can do it while you're maybe doing something that you still, so let's just say you are, you're an accountant and you, you want to switch into, uh, you know, WordPress in some way or shape or form. Why not start writing online about, you know, uh, the, the accounting world, you know, just to get started, learn WordPress, um, or maybe you go to work for an agency, as an accountant, while you're learning, um, you know, to get your foot in and as you're learning WordPress to see if that's there. Or if you're totally wanting to switch careers, um, you know, my mom graduated from college when she was 40, uh, which I, you know, is a is a huge feat in itself. So you can always go and um, just do it, just get an education elsewhere. So I was just always willing to pivot because I I'm constantly feeling like I'm growing as a person. And if you can put that fear aside and just jump in. Awesome. I think you, I think it's doable for well, anybody. Yeah. I think that is a perfect way to um, round this out. Instead of do the woo, just do it. Do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to be a motivation. You know, I think a lot of people can benefit from motivation, especially right now where they're trying to switch industries or they're trying to make moves. And, and so I think it's super inspiring um, to, uh, to hear how you've done that. And um, you know, maybe people will, 
uh, reach out to you. Um, but before I get that information from you, um, I do want to take a second to thank our sponsors one more time. Uh, because WooCommerce, where would we be without you? I mean, there would be no Do The Woo podcast because there would be no WooCommerce. Um, so thank you, WooCommerce, um, for being a community sponsor. And by the way, if you haven't checked out Woo Payments, I hear it's a super simple way to connect your store to uh, to a payment gateway. Um, so check that out. Um, check out WC. I love Checkout WC. I've been using it. Um, it's it's fun. It's cool to use, and yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, and it it helps optimize your uh, your checkout flow. So check that thing out. Do the Checkout WC, I guess. Um, and then uh, go WP. Check out their maintenance plans because they have the VVP, as Bob calls it, the Visual Validator Plugin Updater. Oh, it's VVPU. Um, it keeps you on top of anything that may go sideways with a plugin update. So make sure and check out GoWP.com. I feel super lucky to have been able to talk to internet and um, WordPress, uh, WooCommerce, mommy blogging, uh, and photography celebrity, Shannon Schaefer. And uh, Shannon, how can people get a hold of you if they want to uh, get in touch? Okay, well, you can find me at purplefinstudios.com uh, on Twitter at Shannon T. Schaefer, and it's S-H-A-F-F-E-R. Um, or you can always shoot me an email, Shannon at purplefinstudios.com. Um, love to hear from you. Awesome. Um, sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and make sure to stay tuned to Bob WP's Do The Woo podcast, because there's some big things happening here at Do The Woo. Uh, so until next time, Bob, thanks for letting me, uh, join your show today. It's a joy having you in there and Shannon, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me guys. It was a pleasure.